The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com. Episode 180. Tuesday, October 18th, 2011. This is The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com. Episode 180. Wow! 180 stars scream! What did that have to do with Megatron? I don't know, I just felt like... I, I like doing his voice. Oh, that's a good segue. I think I'm gonna talk like this from now on in real life. No, you're not talking. You have to be more grandly. More grandly. Wouldn't that be fun to just talk like, like go to work tomorrow and just talk like that? I, you'd last like ten minutes and you would, <laughs> your voice would be destroyed. Either that or, oh yeah, I'm going to work, yeah. No. Cup of coffee, yeah. Ricky the Dragon. You're not doing... You remember, when the Macho Man talked, he would start off at a certain, like, cadence, and then he would, like, rise. His voice would rise. Right. It was like a bell curve. Like, You're right. He'd start off. Yeah, yeah. Then you got to start off real slow, and then you got to start increasing your volume level until it's, it's really high. So... This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah. Anyway, we're segueing. Good segue into Megatron. Uh, let me think. Let me think of a good quote. I'm giving you the segue. You just did. You brought the subject up. That was the segue. I want to think of a good Megatron quote. Anyway, I can't. Anyway. Good. I'm drawing a blank. We need, we need more Energon, oh. Shockwave. Open the Space Bridge. The Space Bridge is open, mighty Megatron. Alright, right, so Megatron, what's going on? Wait a minute, you just, we just mentioned the Transformers and you didn't do the damn Optimus Prime quote? <laughs> if you do it, I will hit you in the head with this bottle. And it's like this uh, glass. Autobots, transform! Uh, Out of the way, Hot Rod! Anyway, so la- I think, well, what season is this a family guy now? This is like 10? <laughs> I don't I haven't watched the new, I literally have not watched a new mm. episode of Family Guy in probably th- three seasons. Really? Why not? I don't know. I'm just, I'm either never home or I, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't watch the new, I don't watch the new Simpsons either. I, I just, no, I don't watch I the new I can't be Simpsons. bothered. I definitely don't watch the new Simpsons. I do watch the new American Dads. Why? It's funny. It's like the worst of the three. No, no. And I do watch uh, new South Parks. <laughs> that I don't understand. When is that on? I don't know, because the DVR records it. Ah, see, that's that's <laughs> the thing. I don't have DVR. I, I mean, Family Guy, Simpsons, I can't complain because they're on they're on Sunday nights. So they've been on. Yeah. It's been on Sunday nights forever, so I would know when it's on. Um, but like South Park, I have no idea when it's on. I don't know when there's new episodes. Hey guys, hey, he's me, Continent. Mm. Mm. All right, All right so, All right, so Megatron. So I think this is the tenth season of Family Guy. Last season, season nine, they had an episode called Teagues for Two. As in Cheryl Teagues, remember her? 
the model in the 80s. Anyway. Yeah. But their, their episode titles have nothing to do with the episodes, I don't think. Oh, all right. Anyway, so in this episode, um, I, you know, it was just some nonsense that's going on, going on. Peter Griffin, the dog, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, the dog's like, well, Peter, I'm feeling very depressed. And then he's like, <laughs> well, you're... You're feeling depressed. You gotta, you gotta be uh, more. You gotta be more up, uh, uplifting. Uh, you, you're starting to sound like Megatron. Huh? I'm like, what? And then all of a Peter sudden, Peter Griffin, I will kill wait, you. Wait a minute. So no, it segues into something that looks like this. Oh, awesome. Where it's a Megatron <laughs> scene. Actually, there was another scene over there with Starscream. Uh-huh. And they drew the Transformers like Soundwave, Astro Train, Constructor, Shockwave. I don't know. They threw some generic one in there. There's Rumble. They actually drew it really well. And here's the here's the audio well, from wait, it. Wait, they, they drew it well, but it's still in the Family Guy yes, style. The coloring, yes. All right, wait. Let me turn this up here. Okay, ready? Yes. Frank Welker. Didn't help me anyway. It's a hopeless situation. You know, if you ever want to get anywhere with this girl, you got to ditch that negative attitude. You're you're as bad as Negatron. Do as I command, and we will defeat the Autobots once and for all! Nope, not gonna work. Oh, come on, what did we talk about? Autobots always win. You think Optimus Prime's gonna be dead, but then he's not dead. I'm taking this from a robot that turns into a canoe? When there's a battle on a gently moving river, you'll want me. (laughs) Frank Welker, a robot that turns into a canoe. Canoe! So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, he's been on, he's done some voices for them. Like you had said when we were talking about the Thundercats, that Larry Kenny had done some voices for them too. Yeah, so. and uh, John Irwin. Actually, let me, He-Man. Yeah, He-Man. Real quick, I just want to <laughs> show you something else. Here. Megatron. There was another <clears throat> Family Guy episode. Oh, yeah, he's done, he's done it before. Guys, put the money back and get out of there. What? Are you out of your mind? Uh, oh, wow. Um, okay. Tell him, Megatron. Do as I command. Okay, okay. Jeez. Yeah, but that was like, that looked really bad. It didn't even look like him. Do as I command. Yes. All right. Don't question my authority, Starscream. <laughs> Or I'll turn you into titanium scrap. Uh, scrap. I still function. <laughs> Wanna bet? <laughs> the best. Uh, the best. Uh, best movie ever. No, it wasn't. One of the best movies ever. But they killed all the good characters. Oh, I, yeah, you're Left right. us with right, nothing. You're right. You're right. And nobody saw it. That was the worst part. Here's all right, look, here's my question uh, about Transformers the movie. I think we talked about this with Esteban a little bit, but hey, Bram, we went from the original cartoon series, which had like Optimus Prime, Ironhide, Prowl, Hound, you know, Megatron, Starscream, Soundwave, and it was like all these, you know, red robots, blue robots, white, gray, everything. Then the movie came, all yes. those characters died. Immediately. Unicron brought the new characters, and it was like, instead of having all these different colored robots, now it was just like purple. Every robot was purple. Yeah, it was probably on the cheaper. Deset- 
Uh, well, no, yeah, it's true. cheaper to uh, to draw because you don't have to use all the colors. True. I mean, the Autobots weren't all the same color. A lot of them were purple. Really? Well, like like red, but I don't know. I just felt like the, uh... I think that they they went with like the the uh, who was the Rekgar, the junk junk the cons? orange, yeah. You know, they went with them where they were all the same. Now, forget about the colors, but they were all the same, like, type of, you know, tr- robot. Yeah, the Sharktacons were all the same. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Scourge and, and all those guys were the same. I think that they just did that because it made it easier to have more characters without having, you know, new drawing different characters. That's probably why they did it. That's true. You know, I never realized that, but you're right. In the In the movie and in the cartoon series after the movie... Instead of having all the individual characters, I mean, yeah, there were still a lot of individual characters, but now you had these hordes or these armies of, like, the, the sweeps, the junkions, the sharktacons. Yeah, I never noticed that before. Oh, well. So, um, all right, so while we're on the um, science fiction subject, George Lucas. Oh, no. Well, what now? Well, you know, I'm 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 releasing uh, first time ever releasing Star Wars, Star Wars in in Blu-ray, Star Wars, the complete saga. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So, George Lucas, what are you doing? George Lucas. Uh, what? Oh no, never mind. No, I thought I lost my notes, but they're here. <laughs> Not that that would have detracted us. Yeah, so Star Wars, all six movies. Yeah. The Blu-ray. On high-definition Blu-ray. Yes. And yet again... Yet again? The complete maniacal psychopath (laughs) has fiddled with it, changed things... Here we go. ...replaced things, added voices, taken out voices, added doors where there weren't (laughs) doors. It's like, just leave it alone. He can't. So, anyway, here's uh, there's a website here. It's too long to recite, so... Well, what's the address? It, it's it's a blogspot.com. Star, it's starwarsaficionado.blogspot.com. Um, they did a pretty good review of the extras and a lot of the changes, some of the changes, but uh, one of the cool things about it, I get, you know, give them credit, was... They took a lot of the deleted scenes from the first trilogy. Wait, wait, wait. Give who credit? Well, Lucas and, and no. the, the LucasArts people. Whatever. So not this website. No. Well, the, the website just did the this, you know, pick this up. I'm just talking about the extras that are on the thing. So George Lucas took a lot of old deleted scenes. Well, he probably didn't want to. They probably forced him. I mean, look, uh, yes. But there's no, probably but and, and, tons and of... what, though? They restored them. Well, I don't know exactly what they did, but they probably restored them somewhat. We're looking at pictures here. There's some deleted scenes, particularly from the first movie, which had only been available on a CD-ROM, which I had from about 10 years ago, in black and white, with no sound. So they restored a lot of these. I mean, they're little scenes here and there. You know, um... We we went in and, and colorized the black and white yeah, it's scenes. It's like Wizard of Oz. We did. We we hired Ted Turner to colorize oh, them. Oh God! You know, there's some real weird rough cut thing here on Solo. I don't know what this is. Who this guy is? There's like a midget. <laughs> Who's that? Um, 
you know, and and they so they they added those in, which were nice. Um, and they included some other extras that had already been, you know, in the DVDs from long ago. And it has all of the the um, you know, has the old documentaries that, and and uh, you know those like um, you know, not really documentaries, but those like behind the scenes shows from years ago. Feature it, yeah, new ones, you know, the uh, all that kind of stuff. So wait, so there's more of the Wampa. So let's just clarify. Yeah. If I go to the store and I tell the person at the store, I want to buy Star Wars on Blu-ray, is it all one giant set? No, I think there's, yes, there is one that's called the Complete Saga, which is all the movies plus all these extras, which sound like two discs. So it's a lot. But you can buy the trilogy separately, but then you don't get all the bonuses. So I can either buy all six movies in one box, or I can buy the old movies in one box and the new movies in a separate box. But then you wouldn't get all the extras, so there's really no point. In but I that. can't just go and buy The Phantom Menace on Blu-ray. No, no. Okay. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. I just don't know why you would. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't even have a Blu-ray player. So are you, out of the two of us, you have a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Are you interested in owning these? No. Why not? Well, as you might have, as anyone would have known, and I mean, this is this is widely known from Star for Star Wars fans, but and I, we've talked about this before. Well, you have the DVDs already. Uh, yes, I don't have what I the DVDs that I bought were the versions that were released in two thousand and six, which were remember George Lucas in nineteen ninety seven when he re released the, the movies in theaters. That was the first special edition. He made changes. Right. He made most of the heinous changes in that movie. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, thought, I thought that was, what, 97? Yeah. When did they come out on VHS? Like, 95? Or yeah, what? it was 95. Because I thought those even had some no. tweaks, like new sound effects or something. I don't think so. Are you sure? No. Nah. The special editions? Um... No, they weren't really special editions. It was oh, just right. VHS. The all only right. the only thing it might have been was over the years, and this happens with all movies back then. Over the years, when the movies would cut would be released in theaters, eventually they'd go to videotape or they'd be shown on television. And a lot of times, because of the runtime that you had to deal with, like commercials and stuff, a lot of times they would take stuff out of the television version to fit a time slot, or they might have to add stuff in. To fit mm. a time period, gotcha. depending on the movie. So, you always had these weird differences. Um, All right, so 97, he changed stuff. Yes. 1997. Yeah, he, he that's when he did the thing with Han and the Greedo character shooting at the same time or, or shooting first. And people got annoyed because basically what they did was they took Harrison Ford's head and with a computer in 1996 or seven, made it move. So it looks like he's an apparition. I mean, it's Why? it looks like Poltergeist. But for what reason? Because he didn't want Harris, uh, Han Solo to seem like the aggressor. But why? So what does that have to do with his head floating off his body? Because they wanted the other guy to shoot. Even though they're sitting across the table from each other, the, the other bounty hunter shoots him with the blaster. And obviously they can't have a bounty hunter missing the other person's head from a foot away. 
That would seem ridiculous. So, so they had to make it look like so, he moved. So to seem less ridiculous, yes. his he head... He moves out of the way of a laser. He, he, he detaches his head yes. from his body. Yes. And it floats. That's what it looked like. Should have just left it. Now, wait a minute. George Lucas is so nitpicky and, and OCD. He was okay with... Yes. Some ridiculous looking floating head? And that proved that and there was other material that he added in. For example, there was a deleted scene. There was a scene they shot where Han Solo in the first movie talks to Jabba the Hutt. Character who's not seen until Return of the Jedi. Remember the big gigantic puppet, the Jabba yeah, guy, the right. big fat thing? Yeah. Well, they didn't have that created in 1977. It was going to cost too much money for the one scene. So they just had a fat guy. Like, as the stand-in in the scene. Oh, yeah. So he's, like, Han Solo's walking around. They're in the, the hangar. And it was a dumb... It was just a dumb scene that shouldn't have been in the movie anyway. So, wait, wait, wait. So, Han in Solo, 1997... Wait, hold on. Han Solo's talking to Jabba the Hutt. Yes. But what is being shown on the TV screen? Jabba the Hutt? No, this, this was never in the movie. Oh, It oh, never... Oh, it oh. couldn't. He didn't finish right, it. Right, okay. I got you. So... What he did for 1997 was, because they had created this CGI Jabba for the Phantom Menace that was going to come out in a couple of years, they put that in there. But it looked horrible. It ju it looked so fake and ridiculous. It probably looked like the lawnmower, man. It just looked terrible. Because, again, this film stock is from 1977, and here they are with a computer. It just looked terrible. That was a joke. It's like Max Headroom graphic. You know, it, one of the good things was he put, you know, he computer... He fixed a lot of, like, the ships flying around. He put, like, a lot of little things. That looked cool. But for the most part, yeah, there was no reason for it. So he did all that, and he made all the changes. Return of the Jedi was really bad. Changed the music at the end. He put this musical number in with these... It just ruined it. It was just awful. So that was 1997. Those movies come out on VHS. I don't buy them. I still have my 1995 VHS. Yeah. 19, uh, 2004, after he's done filming all the other movies, he comes out with the special edition DVDs. First time Star Wars is on DVD. But it's a special edition. Wait, what year is this? 2004. All right. It's only the special editions. And he further changes it, including, remember, inserting Hayden Christensen as the mm. ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi, which was putrid. I'll kill him. Not only that, but he changed... The end of Return of the Jedi had this cool, like, Ewok music at the end. It was like... Bum, bum, da -dun, da -dun, bum, 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 bum. You'll probably find it on YouTube. All right. Well, so what, what, so what happened? You'll find it on YouTube. All right. Well, so what You find it. So he... I don't know what to type in. All right. Uh, let's see. Return of the Jedi Ewok... Oh. Ewok's. Ewok song. There we go. This is probably it. Nope, nope. Yeah, that's Original it. outro, yeah. What, this? Right? Okay. Is this it? Oh, no, wait a minute. I, I want to skip this part. Maybe this? Oh, this is it.
now here's the... I'm going to sue you for $50 billion. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing the new one. I will not put it okay. on this show. But it's really this lame music. It stinks. Anyway, so... But it shows them dancing like that? It's the same. Yeah, everything's the same. Just change the music. Why? Because he's an idiot. What was wrong with that music? Because he, he considered this was the end of the saga. It's the last movie. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So, 2000, that's 2004, right? <laughs> he does that. No original cuts, so I'm not buying those things. Right. But they did have a bonus disc, which was a pretty good. So, 2006 came around. Finally, 20th Century Fox essentially forced him <laughs> because people kept complaining to release the unedited versions. So, what does he do? He doesn't go back to the original, let's say, film stock and just clean it up and release that. No, he says, well, it doesn't exist. We don't have any negatives. What? He's full of it. Because wait, Fox, wait. 20th Century Fox probably has 20 copies in their own vault. Mr. OCD lost the negatives. He, he, there were two spliced up from him doing a special. He's full of it. So, here's what happens. They released the Laserdisc, Laserdisc version. Okay. With the special edition, of course, on you know a double-sided disc. Wait, on DVD? Yes. A double-sided DVD? Yes. Oh, okay. Fine, but it's the Laserdisc version. It's not even anamorphic, uh, you know, uh, widescreen. Is it widescreen? It is, but I forget what it is. Uh, I forget the term for it. It's not like 16 by 9 or whatever. Oh. It's it's like cut. Well, now when he... But it's the Laserdisc version. So when Lucasfilm originally released the original trilogy... On Laserdisc, yeah. at some point, I'm going to guess... 1990. Yeah, 1990. I imagine that they cleaned that up as best they could at the yeah, time. Barely. Because this was the the DVD of 1990. This yeah. was like the, you know, the, the, the DVD... This was like the Blu-ray equivalent yeah. of 1990, Laserdisc. So, yeah, so he did that. So what I had, and I've said this before on the show, what I did was... I bought those three movies. I somehow on eBay, somebody was selling the other things separately. I bought the bonus features from the uh, 2004 release, and I bought a box, you know, that put them in, you know, from 2004. So that's my set. So, so I'm not buying these D these Blu-rays. I will not buy because they, even though they have nice extras, I don't just watch them on YouTube or something. Yeah, they don't have the original cut. Why not? It's Blu-ray. You could fit 9 million things on there. Where is the original cut? Two questions. Number one, Ugh. how do the Laserdisc versions look on DVD? Do they look very crisp and clean? Do they look old and outdated? They looked okay. Um, they're, they're, they're not as good as they could be. I mean, they're just not. But it's watchable. It's watchable, but like I have Indiana Jones on DVD still, yeah. and that one looks much better than than this. Oh, and by the way, and I'll get to this, uh, Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford were at uh, the premiere. Uh, they, a few weeks ago, they had this premiere out in Los Angeles. They were showing Rangers of the Lost Ark, you know, 30th anniversary. Nice. And it was a cleaned up version. So basically what Spielberg has just done was he said... I, I, maybe just the first movie. They went, they cleaned it up and everything for a, an eventual Blu-ray release, I guess, which is coming up. Awesome. But he said, 
No changes. <laughs> Nothing. He's like, well, we have not touched this movie at all. I have learned my lesson with E.T. He says, now, I'm not sure if they have an E.T. Blu-ray yet or something, but he's like, when I, if I sell, uh, if I do a new, you know, release of E.T., it is the original movie, the changes that I made erased from history. Never <laughs> of again. Of good. But Lucas, of course, I is think, not going to. I think Lucas, that, I think when Spielberg came out with that, yeah. special version of E.T. I think Lucas drugged him or something and made him do it. Uh, it's just horrendous. So anyway, there's the Blu-ray versions. There's more changes. Most of them are really stupid stuff that, who cares? The big, you know, the big thing that everyone's talking about is that in Return of the Jedi, when Darth Vader throws the Emperor over the, you know, into the, the bottomless pit there, kills him, that they basically piped in, I guess it's the, from the, the how was it Revenge of the Sith? Him yelling, "No!" I thought you were gonna say Revenge of the Nerds nah, for some reason. Would have been probably more appropriate. Well, Just so wait, who screams? Who screams? No, Darth Vader. Why? I don't know. Like, no, you're not going to kill my son. I'm throwing you over. No. I mean, no, yeah, like, it, it, he should be screaming, yes, I'm throwing you into the pit, you evil... Well, I, I know, but... You evildoer! No, I'm throwing no, you! Yes. Because James Earl Jones probably was not going to do any more of this garbage. Well, and told him, no, I will not record me saying gotten, anything they else. They could have gotten anybody! Oh, it's, so it's James Earl Jones. It's so processed. Anyway. Could you imagine Darth Vader takes off his mask, and it's me! Stanley! No. I'm Darth Vader! No. So, anyway, uh, so here is the clip. I am your father! I'm Father Man! Here's the clip I was talking about. So, at that same thing I was talking about with Ford and Steven Spielberg, um, somebody asked him about that. The host there asked him about George Lucas. And, and, you know, something about, like, hey, is he working on the fifth movie or whatever? And, and... Steven Spielberg proceeds to do a George Lucas impression, which sounds a lot like mine. Oh, my God. All right, we ready here? Just double click. No. no come on. Uh, it's better. Never texting. What's and, the uh, sort of the texture of your conversations? I mean, do you, um, do you guys talk a lot about film, or do you find yourself talking about other things? No, you know, I get a phone call, and this is right here. Hey, Steve. What are, you, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm sort of sitting around working, George. You know, I'm making, I'm making 10 pictures a year as a producer. What are you doing? No, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on this Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he always has something going, but it's funny. We, we talk for, the thing with George, when George and I get on the telephone, I have to clear my morning or my afternoon because we talk for a long, long time. The only person I've ever talked to at the length I talked to George, believe it or not, is Stanley Kubrick when we were friends um, in, in the 80s. And wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> no. It's me, Stanley no. Kubrick. No. Yeah, so. Hi, hey, uh, hey, Steve. It's me. It's me, George. Oh, God. Hey, how's it going? Could you imagine it's the me. look on Steven Spielberg's face when the phone rings and he picks it up and uh, it's George? He's like, but he oh. just said it. I can't get him off the phone. Like, oh my God! What now? 
He's like that. What do you want? I know. It's like that friend that you just God, you don't want to talk to him. You just can't get him off the damn phone. What? <laughs> hey, uh, let me tell you about the Japanese animation that I bought. Brumble. That's funny. We should get Steven Spielberg on the show. Oh, I'm sure that that's right around the corner. Hey, I'm sure he'd rather pick up the phone and have it be us on yeah. the other end than George Lucas. Probably, yes. Probably. Could you imagine if we ever got George Lucas on the show? He'd never shut oh, up. Oh, God. Well, we had Dennis talk to him. Thought he was a reporter. And Dennis was like, <laughs> he's like, he wouldn't shut up. He was going through this whole marketing oh, spiel. Yeah. And finally, he's like, well... I'm, I'm not a reporter. I'm, I'm just here with a friend. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the hell with you. And then he just walked away. Just walked away. George Lucas. The hell with you. Oh, boy. So, yeah, George Lucas. Um, speaking of, you know, old friends, this is something I just thought about the other day. I don't know if this happened to you when you were a kid, but I remember when I was a kid, back in, like, the late 80s and even early 90s, there were no cell phones. No. There was no internet. No. There was nothing like that. There was all you had was your own home phone. A landline. Yes. And you didn't always get to use it. You know, somebody else was on it or whatever. Well, it was the, the, the house phone. Right. I remember as a kid having, whether it was one of my friends in town or one of my, like my cousins or something, I remember... Like we would we would talk to each other. Let's say, I don't know, let's say it's a friend in school, and it's it's Friday, and right you know before we leave for school, we'd talk to each other and say, hey, and he'd say, hey, why don't you come over to my house tomorrow? No time given, and we'll play Nintendo or something. Oh yeah, cool. That was our la- that would be our last conversation. Right. The next day, I would get my mother or father to drive me to their house, and like they would park, and they would get out, and I would like. Go to the door and and ring the doorbell or look in the yard to see if they were even there. Like I wouldn't even know if they were there. I would just show up. <laughs> and I had this idea because I was riding my bike the other day, and I was riding. It was you know during the day. I was riding up this street, and there was this guy who was sitting in his van there, and I guess it was his daughter. Had I, I just noticed like this kid screaming? I'm like, what the hell is this kid screaming about? And it was this, you know, girl, and she was screaming. She must have gone up somebody's driveway into their yard. And she came out and was screaming, yeah. She's like, yeah, they're here. They're here. You know, to say, oh, yeah, they're the people are here. <laughs> right. And it just immediately, it just had this memory come back to me. It's like, I remember, I remember showing, like, you would go to somebody's house. You'd have no idea if anybody was home. And I'd ring the bell and I'd be like, hey, is, you know, is Jason home? Is Jim home? You know, is Rob home? Having no clue if they were there. Chris? No, I wouldn't attempt that one. And then I would say, oh, um, you know, and then they would like, if maybe they were home, they weren't home, or if they were home, they'd come and say, oh, yeah, but my, I got company here, or we're, we're going out or something. It was this ridiculous, disjointed nonsense. Oh, well, it was. It made no sense. It was more spontaneous, yet yeah. more chaotic. Right. You know, or I'd ride, like, if it was close by, I could ride my bike to somebody's house, and I'd show up and, like, you know, ring the bell, and that was it. Yeah, Is well, anybody there? 
I used to have people do that to me, and I uh, hated it. Now that yes, because it was always that. people I hated. What the heck? It's like true people knocking on the door. I'm like, oh, God, now I have to pretend uh, I'm not. I'm like seven years old, pretending I'm not home. Uh, yeah, no, I did that all the time. Like turn off the lights, get you know, duck behind the couch. Don't you know? It's like actually, well, the worst was. But wait. It, it was usual at, at that age. It was usually people spontaneously knocking on my door yes. or yelling at, at yelling from if you were on the second floor, screaming up at your window. Right. And usually it was people wanting to either play with or borrow my transformers. Ah, the transformers. And I didn't want to do that because they would always Broken. end up breaking them. Yes. You broke my transformers, ah. Megatron. Ratchet, we need repair. It's right, Prime! I broke the Transformers! <laughs> hey, Prime! I got you a new arm! I left it in Cybertron! <laughs> um, either that, or they wanted to come over, like, a few years later, they would want to come over and play Nintendo and break uh, my Nintendo. Or or spend all day in my room. It's like, alright, I gotta go eat dinner now, or I'm just gonna keep playing Zelda 2. Or, or play music. Get out! Or play music with you when you really didn't want to. Well, it's like, just get out. Yeah, I, I, and, and you know, one of the things I remember when I was a kid, eventually, I, as I got a little bit older, see, when I, 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 when I first moved to the street, I would hang out with a lot of the older kids, because there really wasn't anybody like my age, and, like, they got older and didn't want to be bothered with anything, and then, so I was one of the older kids, so I was kind of like the leader of the pack. Yeah. Of these psychos. <laughs> and eventually got to the point where I, by... Being that, I used to go, I'd be out like hanging out with the, you know, kids outside and I would go inside to like eat dinner. And of course these other kids were like, you know, they were just maniacs. They were like feral. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they never went home. <laughs> we, well, they would just be wandering the, it was like nine year old children yeah, wandering, wandering the street, yeah. wandering the neighborhood. Remember the kid, he was kind of slightly uh, retarded who would, who he would walk around and he would just walk around uh, the whole town with a, with a um, brown brown paper, paper bag of wrestling bag toys of wrestling dolls. Hey, you want to be with thing? I'm like, those are the WWF dolls that don't move. Yeah, from the 1980s. But anyway, so and, and, I, I used and, and, to wait. And this person was like 16 years old. I know he was a, slow. So I was. I used to like go in to eat, and I would be inside like eating dinner, and then. Then after dinner, I'd, like, play Nintendo or something. And I'd look outside, and these idiots are all, like, on my... They're on my lawn. They're <laughs> still on my steps. My mother was like, what are they doing? Are they going home or something? I'm like, no. They'd just be there, like, all day and night. Ridiculous. It was sort of like what I imagine maybe, like, you know, the Bronx in the 1970s yeah. where people just hung out on the stoop and... People played... like me, Joe Pesci... <laughs> Except it was in Belleville, New Jersey. Uh, it was the 1990s, well, 80s. the 1980s, 1990s, and maniacs. And in my, on my front lawn was not very big. It was probably like, um, like the top of it was probably like, um, I don't know, maybe like 15 feet by 15 feet. It wasn't that big, or maybe less. And on each side was, you know, the lawn would, would went down on it. On it. it was a little hill. Yeah. And for some reason, my lawn became this impromptu wrestling ring every day. 
even if I wasn't there. So you had these kids wrestling, and they would wrestle and purposely, it was like King of the Mountain, they purposely would like try and throw the other person down the hill, and they kept rolling <laughs> down the hill, and it, oh, it was ridiculous. And of anyway. course, there was a time where two of them had a fight, and the one kid went home and told his father, and the father and the older brother had this this big van, and the retarded kids. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, remember they talk like this? Yeah. <laughs> they kept, like, like having diarrhea in their pants every day <laughs> oh, in school. I, okay. Um, so, and so this kid was in the middle of the street, like, laughing or something. And all of a sudden, this, you know, the father and the brother come down the street and they start screaming, You, you beat up our son, we're going to kill you. And he's like, are they serious? I'm like, yeah, run. Uh, he starts running down the street, and they're following him in the van, like an inch behind him at, like, doing, like, 20 miles an hour. I was like, what the hell? It was insanity. Yeah. Anyway, so. Local psychos. Oh, quite a few of them. So, um, this, this again, I'm, I'm, I'm just bouncing around here. Leonard Nimoy was almost uh, the grizzly man. What? He was almost eaten by a bear. When, how, who, why, I, I where? I saw on his, his Twitter account that he he's like posted. He's like, he's like, uh, yeah, the family and I were at our vacation uh, cottage up in the woods somewhere, and they were upstairs sleeping, and a bear, I guess, broke in through the door and like ate some stuff and left. Ah, oh. so he almost got eaten by the bear. Big bear. He almost would have had to start screaming in the middle of the forest <laughs> to help I'm being eaten by a bear. Live long and prosper! Big Bear! Big Bear Chase! Big Bear Chase me! Remember that? No. The Great Outdoors, John Candy. I don't remember. So, you know, um... You know... Jesse... Jesse Ventura! It's a conspiracy! Yes! So, I have unearthed Uh the greatest conspiracy of all time. I have stumbled upon it. Myself. Okay. I have discovered a super conspiracy. Crack the code? I mean, Tom Hanks, the Da Vinci Code, that's nothing compared to this. I'm serious. I'm gonna call, I'm I'm gonna Skype in Jesse Uh Ventura. What, now? Yeah. How? Well, no. But... but the, the, you can't make that up. Could probably look him up. But All right, so I was He's looking... He's on Skype? I'm sure. Well, no. Well, no. Skype is a conspiracy. The, the, the government is going to monitor my internet traffic. So I was looking at a map of Manhattan. Yeah. New York City. Mm. And something occurred to me. Okay. So you know how... Here in North America, yes. we read we, we, we read words and numbers left to right. Yeah. And we read from the top of the page, left to right, left to right, left to right, and then we go progressively down the page. Yeah. So left to right, top to bottom. But in the Middle East, people read from... It's, it's the opposite. It's right to left from the bottom of the page up to the top of the what page. What are they, idiots? Well, 
wrong with these illiterate morons? <laughs> Just in case there are any Middle Easterns listening to the Paul Stevenson show, I'm going to say, no, they're not idiots. Even though they are, but... <clears throat> so in the Middle East, it's the opposite. It's it's right to left, bottom to top. No, 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 no. La, Okay. Correct? I don't know. All right, all right. So anyway, so I was looking at a map of Manhattan, and I realized this, the, the, the giant conspiracy. Manhattan was designed by Middle Easterns. Wait, wait, is this, is this the plot of, hey, hey, man, you're giving away the plot of, okay, of the third National Treasure movie. No, okay, hey, hey. Listen. Let's keep it on the down low. And it's funny because, obviously, 9-11, the terrorist oh. attacks, the Middle Eastern you know, crashed into the World Trade Center. Yet, so, you know, so, of course, New Yorkers hate Middle Eastern. Have, but, have, did you bother, like, researching why the, uh, the, the street numbers go in the order that they do? Listen. Listen to me. I was looking at the map, and the numbers don't start at the top and... And go from top to bottom, mm -hmm. left to right. Yeah. They go from right to left, bottom to top. I'm Middle gonna, Eastern. I'm going to tell you uh, a reason why. They, I'm not sure about the right to left. But I'm going to give you a reason why it goes from bottom to top. Because it's, it was because Manhattan was designed by Middle Easterns. No. Secretly. No. It's, it's a little, it's a little uh, a scientific uh, term that we like to call history. What? History. Yes, the history. You don't of know much about it. The history of now Arabs designing Manhattan. Now, here's the city planners. Uh, in case you may not have known this, obviously didn't. Um. Manhattan. Manhattan was settled by the by the Dutch. We were set. We're Dutch. We we from Holland. Hey, we settled Manhattan from Holland. So, so people in, in, in uh, yeah. the Netherlands read from right to left, bottom no. to top? They settled Manhattan on the southern part of the island first. As the city expanded, it expanded north. Well, that's stupid. Get a compass. All right, well, then how come First Avenue is all the way on the right, and then it goes second, third, fourth, all the way to Twelfth Avenue on the left? I don't know. Arabs. I I'm sure there's a rational explanation for it. Even if they did design the city, which they didn't, who cares? Because they de they destroyed their own creation. Don't you see? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. And that's exactly why it's in my next conspiracy <laughs> book. All right. Um, I'm telling you, I'm on to something here. Nice. So, uh, what else was I going to say here? Oh, so I, I showed you that um, that Casey Jones movie, right? Yes, it is a fan... What do they call that? A fan... It's a fan film. film. Yeah, fan film. Short film. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Except... Yes. It's not about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's about one Casey of the... Casey Jones. It's like the origin... Story of Casey Jones. Yeah. I mean, it was... I don't know. It was who pretty... Was the, the, the human who wore the hockey mask and beat everybody up. He was played in the movies by Elias Kotias. 
It's tough rocks, pal. Uh, I look. I thought it was pretty. I mean, it's obscure subject matter, yeah. but I thought it was pretty well done, pretty especially cool. for a fa- fan movie. I think the website is CaseyJonesTheMovie.com. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. I'm having an allergy attack. CaseyJonesTheMovie.com. It's the it's now it's, it's the Middle Easterns trying to silence me right, about calm their. Down. So I thought that the actors were good. Um, the, the the fight picture, scenes, you know, and all that. The production was good. Can you stop wrestling, rustling that Sorry. tissue? The production was good. Now, did you get? I don't. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched most of it. Did you get? You didn't get to the part where the Ninja Turtle showed up, did you? <laughs> no. All right. Let, let's see. No, if I had can, to leave. Let's see if we can get this because All right. this is the only part of it that was really, really, really uh, odd. It looked obviously getting. Oh wait, that's not the. Maybe what, what's Casey Jones? Oh, duh. Look, I'm the you know the Ninja Turtle costumes from you know those movies were obviously pretty pretty expensive. You know, and all that. So I don't know where they got this. And the, most of the costume was fine. The head was fine. You know, it didn't really, you know, the mouth didn't really move. I think they got it at Party City, it looks like. Uh, no, it's a little more extravagant than that. <laughs> it's like the, the, the hard I, I don't know plastic. How to, I don't know how I can, I don't think there's a press way to play, fix yeah, forward. Press play. No. Wow. Hey, no, there's no on YouTube. No, it was just a, it's a trailer. YouTube. No, not the whole movie. Oh, no, there it is. That done. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a Casey guy. Oh, you know. He looks like Sid, someone. I gotta be honest, I'm not entirely pleased with your tone. Yeah. This guy is like this tall, skinny guy with like long hair. He is doing an impersonation of Edward Burns. The actor. You know, Edward Burns, tall guy. You know, he, he kind of talks like that, you know? Edward, yeah, yeah, Ed yeah, Burns. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, you know. Ed Burns kind of does a De Niro impersonation, even though he doesn't realize he's doing it. But anyway. Very violent. All right, so let's get to the turtle. All right. All right, we're here. <laughs> I'll spit. Elbow grease comes right up. All right. Where's this stupid turtle? Gets beat up. Laying on the floor. Often murder. <clears throat> Some now, ridiculous April O'Neil thing. Where are the? Here's a question. Why did somebody make this? Ah, it's I don't know. They make these films to to get noticed. So hey, look at my. But well, who's going to notice? Who is going to notice a movie about Casey Jones? A lot of people. You know, you know how I knew about this? No. This was either it was uh, on the Facebook or something of the angry video game nerd, right. who has like three hundred thousand you know regular followers. Fine. Where, where is this? Uh, I think isn't it more toward the end? I thought so. You're not at the end. Uh, yeah, this is it here. Oh. Yeah, this is the fight. <laughs> I think. 
Alright, he starts fighting. Yeah. And where's the turtle? Beats that guy up. Now he's jumping around. I'm Batman. Yeah. It's like a side-scrolling game. See, it's like, it's like it's good production yeah. values. I don't know where they shot. Oh wait, this is it. Yeah. And Dirty Harry. Sounds like Michelangelo. Must be killer. That's probably Corey yeah. Feldman. Uh, you want to get that back to I rearrange your face? <laughs> Again. <laughs> I mean, it's like the movie, uh, the original movie costume, but. Well, I'm not a teenage mutant ninja hamster. It. He's got the shell. Look. But wait, look at his eyes, though. Listen, dude. I don't want to hurt you. Eh, agree to disagree. But you can't go around killing people for stealing tank gas. Yeah, see? <laughs> He's no eyeballs. Oh, yeah. That looks ridiculous. The birdie. Why couldn't they just draw black circles in there? My guess is they probably did that so the person could see. You know, like, that was in the yeah, costume. But they could have just drawn... I know. I, on the mesh. Stupid. Alright. Anyway, so I, I thought it was very good value. Uh, pretty cool. It, I guess it was in... Remember, it was, uh, uh, I think, last year or something, they did that short film for Mortal Kombat. Yes. And everybody went nuts. Well, that one actually... The Mortal Kombat one actually had, like, real actors. Like big name people. This was more of like a fan film, but I thought it was very good. So, what is the website? The website is CaseyJonesTheMovie.com. And well, the strange thing about this website is, it's like okay, it's some kind of a abstract background, yeah. a video player in the middle of the screen, and that's it. There's no about me or biography of me. What if you or... close? Yeah, man, there he is. Oh, all right. Well, I was in the the. Uh, go back. What? Oh, the guy. Oh, so this guy did everything. And who's Donatello? Him. But that's that's Michelangelo. That's not Donatello. He played everybody. But there was no where there was no other turtle. Oh yeah, there was. I think at the end. Uh, never mind. All right. So uh, I thought it was very good. Anyway, I was much better than. The, uh, uh, that CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that they did, which is, I didn't care for it. Uh. Should, they should have all, why couldn't they continued doing the movies with the, uh, whatchamacallit, the Jim Henson Studios costumes. Those were the best. I don't know. All right. So, um, oh, so they actually made, but what is that? Uh, he's the voice. Oh, they actually got Robbie Wrist. That's how he sounded like him. That's the original guy. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. On what, the cartoon or the movie? The movies. Ah. All right. All right, what's next? All right. Um, so there was that. Now, speaking of movies, I found... I was listening to this on XM... And they just happened to play this song that I don't think I've ever really heard before. 
It's it's a movie theme from the early eighties, and but it's I thought it was really you know it's kind of it's from nineteen eighty four so it's kind of that like new age kind of thing, but the guy who sung it is from Guyana or something so it's kind of like a he's like a reggae singer but I thought it was a really good theme for what was that uh, otherwise a crappy movie. What movie? Romancing the Stone. With Michael Douglas with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito. Four million dollars, Julius. And he was looking for some kind of, you know, riches in that movie. Yeah. Uh, So I'll I'll play it here. It's by, it's sung by uh, Eddie Grant. Wait, he also did Electric Avenue and then I Take You Higher. He did? He's gonna rock down to Electric Avenue. He did? Yes, that was Eddie Grant. Okay. Not Billy Ocean. <laughs> no. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is back when the older movies had good original theme songs. <laughs> this sounds exactly like Electric Avenue. And you know, this guy, the fact that he can't speak English properly makes it better. <laughs> Remember that was like a big thing back then? Like the UB40s and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. They sounded better because they, they were like, like, what are these people saying? Berlin. Well, there were a lot of foreign yes. groups back then. No. <laughs> it's the Paul Stevenson Show. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, so. But that's the end of the show. All right. Well, the music. I never heard that song before. Romancing the Stone.